Hello, everybody. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? It's midtime. Okay, just trying out that intro. So today I'll be talking about the very beginning of Greek mythology. It all begins with chaos. And from chaos, somehow sea and earth and air appeared. They drifted around each getting lost in the other. Nothing, was, no water was similar, swimmable, no land was walkable. Anything hot could quickly turn cold. Suddenly, objects merge one to the other effortlessly in the beginning, then suddenly slam. One or both turned inexplicably hard. What was heavy became weightless. What was weightless crashed through the earth and sea and air. Rules of nature didn't operate. Indeed, there was no nature, and nothing reliable in this turmoil except lack of order. And lack is the extension of need. Out of that original name came the mother force, Gaia, on her own. Need can do that. She sucked it up heat and stored it in her heart. Gaia was originally the first out of chaos, but... She was not the only. There were two others. There was Tartarus, or the underworld, more likely, more like it, and was Erebus, I think it's called, but Uranus, and Uranus is the sky, and there's Pontus, the sea. She loved them both, and they loved her, but she had to choose. She chose Uranus because he seemed soothing. So, after, there was now Uranus. He was the god of heaven. He was brother of the sea god Pontus, and the earth goddess chose him for her husband. He spread himself over her, enveloping her in the comforting way of the sky. It was on warm spring and summer nights. He dazzled her with stars, fulfilling the dreams that she had been given. Under the beneficent smiles of Gaia and Uranus, and Pontus, life in the universe pulsed and whispered and sang. In the songs, Gaia bore Uranus children, so many children, a flood of sons and daughters, twelve in all. Their names were, well, first the males were Oceanus, Hyperion, Coes, Cryus, Iapetus, and Kronos. And then there were Nemazine, Tethys, Thea, Tia. Sorry, I don't remember. I don't know how it's, if it's Tia or Thea. And then there's Phoebe, Phoebe, Rhea, and Themis. So, then after that, they had more children. There were th- next were three sons, strong yet strapping. Each only had one eye in the very middle of his or her his forehead. They c- were named the Cyclopses, which means wheel eyes. Who names their sons wheel eyes? Well, apparently Uranus does. The next and final were three more. Each had 50 heads and 100 arms. 
Yet he imprisoned the hundred-handed ones, or the ones with 50 heads and 50, 100 arms, and Cyclopses deep in Tartarus. So, Gaia was sad and scared. What had happened to the Senderness? Where had Mercy gone? Gaia swallowed her sobs and picked up a great curved blade, the sharpest sickle. She spoke to the children. Your father is evil. Listen to me. Do as I say. Then you can lead three free lives. Children, large as they were, strong as they were, many as they were, had altogether uncertain. How could their mother say such things? Uranus was their father, but the youngest titan, Kronos, didn't huddle. Mother, I will do the deed, he says. So, he tricked his, he, his mother tricked Uranus to come down where Kronos cut him up into pieces. Well, some piece stories say he was cut up into pieces. Some say that he was just, he was hit. The blood of Uranus splattered across everything. And, yeah. Th and from the blood splatters sprang three more groups of children. The furious Arrhenes, I don't know how to pronounce it, immediately took to the air and flew above Gaia, screaming for vengeance. They were their father's daughters. Then were then giants and nymphs. Parts of Uranus splattered across the seas as well, and then the last child that he would ever father, riding on Seafone, and who will get an episode to herself? Aphrodite, who even as a child caused those who viewed her to fall to their knees in, in awe of her beauty. But not every little thing was right with the universe. Kronos was kind of lonely and had his eyes set on one titan, his sister, because there was no one else for him to marry, but Rhea. He was in love with her. And so, eventually, thinking Kronos was a nice guy, he, she, he married her and had children. But each time she gave birth, Producing glorious children, the daughters Hestia and Demeter and Hera, Hades, Poseidons. He panicked and ate them. Cannibal? No, no. He told himself this is simply self-protection. Rhea, like Gaia, her mother, felt herself drowning in sadness. She finally reached the conclusion, the only conclusion. The terrible conclusion. She must stop it. When she recognized the first stirring of a new baby within her, she asks her parents, Gaia and Uranus, which somehow is still existing, even though he's cut up or stabbed. I don't know. They shepherd her off into the island of Crete, where she gave birth in secrecy to her son, Zeus. Then she left her newborn son for her mother to raise swaddled the stone, and hurried home to Kronos, who quickly seized the Faust baby and swallowed it. 
wretched Kronos, completely duped, completely ignorant that his son, Zeus, lived. So, Zeus grew up in um, on a mountain one day. He was sent to Kronos' palace, the palace of the Titans, to... Also, by the way, Kronos put the hundred-handed ones in Cyclopses back in Tartarus after freeing them. Just heads up, I forgot that. Back to Zeus, who grew up. Because once, one day, his mother decided it was time for, for Zeus to do the deed of, of destroying his father. So... Since Zeus has grown up with nymphs and new different mixtures. Also, by the way, these are just my telling of the myths, how I heard them. There's a bunch of other ways, so don't go yelling at me like, I heard it a different way. This is how I heard it. So Zeus became cupbearer. One night, he gave Kronos wine that would make him throw up like he was trying to eject his stomach from his mouth. And to all the other guests in the palace, sleepy medicine in their drinks. So when they finally drank it, the guards and guests were drowsy. And Kronos, after drinking it, started to throw up. First was Poseidon, then Hades, then Hera, then Demeter, and finally Hestia. They flew away because they had godly powers with Zeus. Away with Zeus. And Kronos and the guards were too sleepy or shocked to go after them. They went to the underworld and went to the hundred-handed ones who were guarded by a terrible monster, Compe. She had the lower body of a dragon and the upper body of a human woman. <laughs> so... Each of the people made different parts of the weapons for the men, because apparently the woman couldn't fight, and made one for each of the three brothers, and then finally assembled them so Compe couldn't see. For Zeus, was a, a lightning bolt made of metal. For Poseidon, was a three-pronged trident. And finally, for Hades, his helmet of darkness, which actually makes him invisible, and gave him the, the ability to instill terror in anyone around him. So, that's all I'm going to go into for this time. So, I really hope you enjoyed, and I'll talk about the other half next time. So, good.